What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our online Water's Edge Sunday morning worship experience. Once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for joining in. For those of you that continue to share these digital services with your friends and family, thank you so much for doing that. We hope that it's very, very helpful. Continue to do that. Also, for those of you that continue to give online, thank you so much for your generosity. It's allowing us to help people as the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, to show people love, to feed people. It allows us to serve this community. Thank you so very much for doing that. Our next food pantry will be uh, in the first couple of weeks of August, and then the next one after that will be in the first couple of weeks in September. We'll give you those specific dates over the next few weeks. But again, thank you so much for helping us do that and serve the community. You know, sometimes in life, we really don't know which way is up, and so sometimes we just kind of blindly go with it. Today, we continue with our current series entitled, I Want to Know Because I Need to Know, and let me just explain that to you in this way. Sometimes in life, you and I just don't know where to start because of what has happened to us, because of what has happened to our circumstances, our relationships, because of what has happened to our mind, our thinking, our feelings, our emotions, our reactions, and how we connect with other people. And so sometimes in this life, there are things that we want to know because there are things that we absolutely need to know because of what life has put us through. And I think that we could all agree with that today, that sometimes in this life, there are things that we want to know inside. How do I deal with this? How do I overcome this? How do I get past this because there are things that we need to know because life has put us through this. Not too long ago, my father-in-law had this very beautiful dog just kind of wander up to his house off the interstate, and so he started to take care of it, begin to feed it. He called us over. We fell in love with this dog. We named it Snow. The dog loved us. We loved that dog, and we were making plans one day for that dog to come live with us, and we were going to take that dog, and it was going to be ours, and the kids loved the dog and all kind of good stuff. And then one day, my father-in-law called us and said that one of their neighbors had thrown some poisonous food in the yard for that dog to eat, and that dog ended up dying. And it really confused us because we didn't know why that happened. And I remember us sitting back and asking, like, what in the world happened? Like, why did this happen? You know, but sometimes in life, on a bigger scale, we can be left wondering, how did this happen? And, and why did this happen? And, and what did I do to cause it? And if I didn't do anything, how can I get past it? And so today, as we continue with this series, this is the question that I want us to look at in this moment. And notice this today, if you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Something painful and challenging has happened to me, and it constantly fills my mind and my memories. How do I move forward while constantly dealing with the reminders of what has happened to me? It's the replay that we deal with. It's the replay that we deal with in our mind, in our heart, and in our thinking that becomes like a broken record loop. And it feels like it's never going to let us forget. Like this event, this feeling, this turning point, this challenge is just not going to let go of me. And it's not going to let me forget. And so we're left wondering, how do I move forward in my life? But I'm surrounded by all of these reminders and all of these memories and sometimes all of these triggers. So how do I move forward? This past week, I began to reconnect with a very old friend of mine that was very, very close to my parents. And I was talking to her about something that she went through in her life that was very, very painful. And basically the story was this. She had someone in her life that she loved very much, but that person that she loved was living a double life. And this person lied to them and pretty much destroyed them, covered up the betrayal, hurt the family, and just caused a lot of devastation and a lot of confusion. But it was what my friend said to me at the end of the conversation that really stuck out to me. And this is what she said. She says, you know, I just had to come to a place in my life where I made sure that my pain wasn't wasted. 
It was like she knew that she was going to have pain and probably more pain over this situation. One day she would get past it, but her focus right now was on this. She just wants to make sure that her pain wasn't wasted. And I thought about this. When you go through something confusing and challenging, how do you make sure of that? How do you make sure that the pain you've been through and you're currently going through is simply not wasted? And if I can live my life to try to make sure that my pain isn't wasted, what's going to help me then deal with all the constant reminders and all the constant memories and triggers of what happened to me? We have to understand that self-awareness is very important and self-reflection is very important and necessary. But sometimes when we do that, it's like we start to dwell on things because sometimes self-reflection requires us to dwell on things. But when that happens, when we start to dwell on things in our mind and in our memories, it magnifies sometimes our pain and our challenges and our hurts. We want to move forward. We want to be free. We want to put this behind us. We want to let this go. But it's the replay in our mind and in our memories and in our heart that makes it so difficult. It's the replay of that conversation where you wish you could take back what you said. It's the replay of that day where your life absolutely changed and the events that surrounded that day. It's the replay of the ending of that relationship. It's the replay of what someone else did to you that confused you. It's the replay of the way that argument ended. It's the replay of that mistake. It's the replay of that storm that caused all of that devastation and heartache. Something challenging, something confusing or difficult changes our life. And it's the replay that makes finding this one thing that we all want during these times so difficult. This one thing. But it's also this one thing that can help stop this replay. It's the replay that helps finding this one thing so difficult, but it's this one thing that can stop this replay in our mind, in our reminders, and in our memories. The question is, what is this one thing? I'm glad you asked, but first, notice this passage in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 14 through 18. The missionary says this, Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, and be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you, belonging to Christ Jesus. Now, first, let's notice the breakdown in this passage. Notice the words, warn, warn them, encourage them, take tender care of them, be patient with them. This is what people do when they have a heart that wants to help people and love people and serve people and serve God instead of tearing people down and judging people. But this is also what people do when they have healed from their past and their pain and their circumstances. But then he goes on and notice the healing and the moving forward past the pain in this passage. I don't get people back. He says, I'll always try to do good to others. I'll always try to find a way to be joyful. I do not stop praying, and I learn to be thankful in every circumstance, and this is how I turn my purpose, and I, this is how I find purpose in my pain. Do you know what this is besides evidence of a, a very growing faith? Well, this is what it is. 
And this is usually the one thing that we all want when something painful or challenging has happened to us and it constantly fills our mind and our memories. This is the one thing that'll help us answer this one question, the question that we always ask during these times. How do I move forward while constantly dealing with all of these reminders about what has happened to me? And this is what it is. And notice this today. And if you're still with me, Sam's still with you. It's closure. During times of non-wanted and unprepared for life change and life challenges, we all want this one thing. Sometimes in order to go forward, we all need closure. When you cannot stop thinking about what happened, when you can't stop thinking about what they said to you, how they treated you, what they called you, what was done behind your back, what was done that makes you question everything about your self-worth and your self-esteem, this is when you and I need closure. When you didn't want this to happen, but it happened, this is when you and I need closure to go forward. This is why we have to deal with this today. For a few reasons, notice how this can affect us. The first thing is this, if you're still with me, say I'm still with you. Dwelling on what's negative can lead to mental health problems. Research tells us that the more you dwell on your hardships, the more likely you are to experience greater levels of stress and anxiety and sadness. This is why closure is so very important because it's also a fact that dwelling on your hardships will make your mental health challenges last even longer. We have to find closure. The next is this, a negative thinking pattern is a hard pattern to break. Over time, if you don't find closure, then this hard, then this negative thinking pattern becomes hard to break because it becomes ingrained in your thinking. And then you have difficulty changing the way that you think after that. This is why closure is so very important. Next is this, because dwelling on the hardship can lead to unhealthy coping skills. Studies tell us that when we dwell on things like our hardships, this increases our emotional pain and our emotional stress, and this will raise the risk of you developing other patterns to help you deal with that inner pain and that inner stress and that inner sadness. This is why finding closure is so very important. And of course, there are other things that can help. Notice this verse in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, if you're still with me, same still with you. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Our faith in Jesus leads us to understand that sometimes our heart and our minds have to be guarded. Sometimes we have to guard our minds and our hearts, especially when you're trying to find closure from a past or current painful experience. Things like this can always help, and notice this, recognizing when you're dwelling on the pain, look towards a new future, set new goals to accomplish, set aside a specific time to think but don't dwell, and practice being aware of your thoughts. All of these things will help you. None of these things will hurt you. All of these things will help you as you're trying to find closure, but also there is something else. There is something else that can help you find this one thing, this one thing that we all want, this one thing called closure. And sometimes in order to find closure, you just have to start with this one thing, and this is what it is. It's simply a perspective change about yourself 
and about your life. Sometimes you have to remind yourself about what is true about you in this life. And sometimes you have to remind yourself in order to find closure about how God sees your life and about how God feels about your life. And so today I want to give you a few perspective changes, things that are true about your life, things that you should believe about your life, things that Jesus says is true about your life. And so sometimes in order to experience closure and find encouragement to go on, this is where we start with a perspective change about our life. And so here's the first perspective change that I want to teach you today. And here's the free therapy part. This is the part that's intended to help you, encourage you, inspire you, motivate you, cause you to stand back up again and move forward and find closure. The first one is this. Right now I'm preaching again. If you're still with me, Sam's so still with you. Sometimes the only closure you need is being proud of yourself that you didn't turn cold-hearted. It happened. It was painful. It was confusing. You can't change it. But if you continue to dwell on it, it's just going to make your heart harder towards other people. And it's going to make you sick wondering what you did wrong. And so sometimes in order to move on, you just need a perspective change. And sometimes it's the fact that you went through this pain, but you did not turn cold-hearted. Encourage yourself today to find closure because God is encouraging you so you can move forward. The next perspective change is this. If you're still with me, Sam, so still with you. Sometimes the only closure you need is trusting that what you lost will be replaced one day by what you deserve. Let's say that you have a hard time with your reminders and your memories and your triggers about the things that you went through in this life. Maybe you have a hard time dealing with what you lost or what was taken from you in this life. And so sometimes in order to find closure, you just have to come to a place that you cannot change what you lost but you do understand that one day what you lost will be replaced by God in your life by something better. Encourage yourself today to find closure because God's encouraging you and God encourages you so you can move forward and close the door on the past. The next perspective change is this. Sometimes the only closure you need is giving yourself the love and the understanding that you've always given to other people. If you're having a hard time finding closure, sometimes it's because you're not taking care of yourself. It's okay to take care of yourself. This is not bad. This is not pride. This is, this is, this is self-love so you can love God better and so you can love other people better. If you're in pain, encourage yourself. Have a perspective change because God's trying to encourage you so you can move forward. The next perspective change is this, if you're still with me, Sam's so still with you. Sometimes the only closure you need is reminding yourself of what you bring to the table. You know how kind you can be. Don't let your circumstances lie to you. You know how compassionate you can be. You know how loving you can be. You know how gracious you can be. You know how understanding you can be. Don't let other people try to lie to you and tell you that just because you had a bad day, that's not who you are. You know who you are. You know what you bring to the table. Sometimes other people can hurt you. Sometimes it causes all these memories in our life. And sometimes we don't find closure because we start to believe the lies. Some of you have convinced yourself that what the world has said about you and what they have said about you is true. But deep down, you know, and the people that love you know they've told you who you are and the heart that you have. You know what you bring to the table. And so sometimes in order to find closure, encourage yourself because God is encouraging you and he does that so you can move forward. You are somebody to God, so encourage yourself. The next is this, and notice this today. Sometimes the only closure you need is letting go of potential and embracing reality. And this is what I mean by that. 
Sometimes we don't set boundaries with people that we need to set boundaries with because we've convinced ourselves of their potential. Maybe we've seen their potential before. Maybe in that relationship, any type of relationship, there's been moments of that potential that caused all the other bad, toxic problems. It caused you to forget about it for a moment, but those patterns always resurface. And so sometimes we allow our boundaries to go away because we see potential in other people, but sometimes you just have to embrace reality. Sometimes those people with you probably won't reach that potential. And so sometimes in order to find closure, it's okay to say, hey, this is reality. I need to stop giving so much of my life to people's potential when they never even show me that potential. And I need to start pouring my life into people who truly, truly love me and need my help. Amen. Sometimes in order to move on, that's all you need is a perspective change. If someone has shown you who they are over and over again, let me say this. If someone has shown you who they are over and over again, sooner or later to find closure, believe them. Don't believe their potential if they've shown you over and over again that they're not going to reach it with you. Believe them. Set a boundary. Encourage yourself to find closure because God is encouraging you. And the last perspective change is this. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Sometimes the only closure you need is deciding you are worthy of mutual effort and respect. Maybe there's a person or a group of people in your life and the way they relate to you confuses you. It hurts you. It stresses you out. You've put forth so much effort and time and respect into it, but it doesn't seem to come back to you in the same way. And so sometimes this is the only source of closure that we need to move on. The perspective change that we need to do that is the fact that this, effort reflects interest. And the other people in your life or group of people, the amount of effort that they put towards you is always going to reflect their interest towards you. And sometimes you put more effort into other people who put very little effort into you. Effort reflects interest. And so sometimes it's okay for you to say, hey, I'm worthy of mutual respect and effort. Encourage yourself today to find closure because God is encouraging you. And that's how you move on. Sometimes moving forward is simply this. It's closing the door on what's behind you. It's walking through that door, leaving whatever is behind you in that room and closing the door. So what is it that's behind you that you keep leaving the door open and it keeps wounding you over and over again? It's like there's no closure there. It's like the loop starts over and over again and it loops over and over again in your mind and in your reminders and in your feelings and emotions and triggers. And to close that door, this is what you have to do, the first step. You have to have a perspective change and see your life in a much different way. See your life the way God sees your life. Develop a soft heart that closes the door on the past. Understand that what you lost will be replaced. That closes the door on the past. Understand that you need to receive love just like you give love. That closes the door on the past. Understand that who you are in God is what you bring to the table and don't let the world lie to you and tell you that you don't have anything to bring to the table. See yourself how God sees you and that's how you close the door on the past. Understand that when someone shows you who they are, even in a negative way over and over again, believe them. And that's how you close the door on the past. And then also understand that effort reflects interest and you're deserving 
of effort because that reflects how interested other people are in you and that's how you close the door on the past. So let's do that today to find closure and encourage yourself today because God is encouraging you and no one ever ceased to tackle a storm because they were encouraged too much and this is how we close the door and move forward. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We absolutely love you, and we cannot wait to see you back next week.